Welcome to Business and Esports, where we bring the business side of esports to you. I'm your host, Jordan Olivas, and today we have a brand new guest on the show, Devon Williams from Cage, which is one of the newest gaming academies. Devon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. What's your background? How long have you been in esports? And how did you get this idea to say, hey, I'm going to start an academy around esports? Just give me the whole background story. Okay, so essentially I've been gaming since I could basically hold a remote. Ever since Halo 1 came out in 2000, I've been basically gaming with all of my friends. And then eventually I realized, hey, can't we take gaming to the next level? It Can't we, is like gaming with your friends all you can do? Or can you go to tournaments and can you do more? Can you make money off of this? Can you make this into a career? <laughs> but at the start of Halo 2, we actually entered tournaments. We started going to local tournaments. We started looking up, hey, what is the next step? How do we get to that level where people recognize our skill and it's not just we're no names online? <laughs> right, right. So essentially, that's where the basic foundation <laughs> of Cage came from. So as I was growing up, my gamer tag has been since 2000 Century. So <laughs> as I was making so, things, everything was named Century. As soon as I went to college, my name was still Century. It just turned into Final Century because I told myself I wasn't going to make any more gamer tags. I had Century 1 all the way through Century 16. I was like, okay, these email addresses are getting out of control. <laughs> Absolutely, so, man. Good stuff. So so what, what games are you into? Are you playing League, Fortnite? What's uh, what's your main go-to? Well, I've dipped into everything. I've, I've played League. I've played StarCraft. I've played Overwatch. I've played Halo. I've played Call of Duty. So right now I'm playing just because it's like the latest and greatest fad and you can't go without trying all the games. <laughs> so I'm playing it. I used to play Fortnite in tournaments with that. And then now I'm playing Realm Royale, which is just Fortnite, but still Epic Studios. <laughs> it's just Fortnite with mounts. So you there can you move faster and you can make those storms. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Good stuff. Well, hey, I'm happy to have you here. And, you know, I think with the business and esports trend, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> I think there's a lot of business opportunities. And I, if you look back at any of my previous episodes, whenever I talk about a news story, I always talk about where is the opportunity in this? And I think it's something you've really capitalized on. And a lot of academies out there will teach you how to play really well, whatever game you're playing, they have multiple coaches. But for Cage, how does that differ? What are you doing differently out there? Okay. So the foundations of Cage is, that, is whenever I saw people go from, you go from the, you go from playing online to playing in tournaments next. Then you go to forming a team next. Then you go to trying to find a coach next. Then you go to trying to find a font sponsor next. But me and my team saw this as sort of like you'd see in the business world, a process. So no matter which person, which gamer, whatever background they had, they all had to go through this process. And we were like, if we teach them the process of, hey, you should do this first. Hey, hey, before you look for a coach, make sure your teamwork is there. Before you <laughs> try to enter a tournament, make sure that all make make, make sure make sure you have a coach and that coach is guiding you to victory. So basically we take a different approach as far as teaching you the game. We'll teach you the basics so you can play any game. And then you'll go on to form a team, go on to go enter the professional market. But then we realized, hey, as soon as you get to the professional player stage, you have multiple options. So you can be a streamer, you can be a gamer, you can be a coach, mm -hmm. or you yeah. can be a coordinator. So you don't, or you can be a voice caster. So you don't have to be locked into this professional player, especially with the rise of Twitch. Absolutely. And that's what this. That's what cages. 
been invented for. So, so really, you're not just an academy, right? You're not just this like boot camp sort of thing. You're really this this coaching channel, this this mentorship, really from A to Z as this industry grows. And I imagine your business model very much reflects that. I, I think that's something that's lacking. I, I think mm-hmm. one thing that I've seen just, you know, when I go on and I play league or whatever game I'm playing at the, this point in time, there's a certain level of toxicity that exists inside of the industry. And I think it's great that you're able to turn this into a real positive where people can come in and essentially have a mentor, right? I think that's awesome. So in, mm-hmm. in terms of launching, are you guys launched yet? When are you guys launching? What's your what's your timeline look like? We're planning to launch around October. So we just finalized the, you know, how the logo for everything takes forever. We did, we decided to turn that upside down as far as making the business. We started did we got input from all of our professional gamers we know, all of our streamers we know, everyone and asked them and we just basically asked the community, what do you want to see? And most of the answers were common. They were all like, We don't know the process to get there. Streamers, we're stuck with streaming, we don't know how to expand. Gamers, we don't know how to get on stream, we don't know how to be interesting. Coaches, most of the gamers wanted to be coaches, but they're like, What is my first step? How do I lead a team to victory if all I've been doing so far is playing myself. That makes complete so essentially sense. Essentially, Cage was meant to solve some of those issues. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to see how this looks like, and I'm sure we'll have you on again you know, before October comes, especially during launch. I think this will be an absolutely revolutionary way for people to engage in the sport. And to be honest, this is the type of amplifier that we need, right? It's always this kind of this grind, mm-hmm. hey, stream, 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 chat, 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 throw a couple of videos out there, right, for these gamers. And there's it's too hard to scale like that, right? And there's not enough jobs yeah. to do that, right? There, and as you mentioned, there's this whole world outside. And I, I think that's what I loved about your business model when we first spoke was that it addressed that. And there's very few esports podcasts even about the business side, right? And even yeah. then they still kind of talk a lot about, hey, this, this streamer is doing really well or you know, this uh, Twitch player is getting really hot. It's like, well, that's not really what I want to talk about. When you look back at any of my other episodes, I don't really talk about players and teams that much unless there's some sort of major acquisition. And I think it's great that you're tackling this. So moving so moving on to the next piece, I'm, I want to talk to you about a few things and get your opinion. You know, a lot of the things that I talk about are very much around my opinions and what I see and how I interpret things. With you here on this episode with us today, can you tell us a bit more about your thoughts about Nielsen? And for those of you who don't know, Nielsen is essentially the people who monitor what you watch, what type of ratings are going on, what type of demographics are watching TV, or essentially consuming any form of media. Nielsen just announced that they are working with Riot for sponsorship deals to come in and provide some more statistics. As many people know, over 400 million people turned in for esports competitions last year in 2018. And this year we crossed a billion dollars in valuation. So, with this type of legitimate, with this type of legitimate organization coming in and giving accreditation to esports, do you think this is a, you know, another turning point, or do you think that it's part of the bubble that everyone seems to be talking about? And I addressed it on another episode before. Personally, I think this whole bubble hype is not realistic a billion dollars is incredibly small in terms of industry size and you compare it to really any other entertainment industry so even if we go to a bubble and we lose 20 percent of the volume okay oh no we're still only 800 million dollars right that's very easy to make up so what's your opinion Mm -hmm. on that 
Well, essentially, as far as everyone's concerned with this bubble, whether around esports and around the growth of esports is, for me, I don't really think there's a bubble because now you're seeing the emergence of trillion-dollar industries and trillion-dollar companies. So as far as you're seeing with esports, you're seeing nowadays, especially with the media concerns and the media outlets, nowadays you see TV shows being directed to esports. You see a new channel saying, hey, nowadays we have a League of Legends channel, we have an Overwatch channel, you have times, you have set dates. And these things aren't things that are going to go away. I know things like you said, whenever you normally don't follow players or teams, you follow the industry. And I think the industry is, for the, at least the next five years, going to grow solidly. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about nowadays you even see academies and universities providing sponsorships to people doing and pursuing esports and not just pursuing the pro gaming pursuing being an online essentially a media outlet and essentially an online digital entertainer and that's where i see this this scene growing it's not just players playing it's people enjoying watching just like you enjoy watching sports just like you enjoy watching everything else <laughs> i believe esports is that is esports is going to be at least as big or bigger going in the future because we are turning to electronics and digital entertainment for everything we do. Absolutely. It's so funny too. So I was at my family's house this weekend and there was uh, quite a few matchups in League of Legends and I was super pumped to watch the Liquid match. I am a huge Team Liquid follower. I know they're kind of a behemoth (laughs) right now, but (laughs) uh, I I just love following (laughs) them, right? And my wife was like, well, why are you watching that? And, you know, I, I can't believe you're watching. I'm like, how is this any different than when we come over and football is playing or baseball is playing? You know, it, it's and I think that point still hasn't gotten in people's head that it's just, it's another sport, right? But it's the fastest growing mm-hmm. sport at the moment. And it's amazing because I anywhere, agree. I mean, think about it. If you were in a wheelchair or had some sort of physical handicap preventing you, from playing football or baseball, esports, they don't have that limitation. And I think that's what's so amazing about it. Don't have to worry about head injuries anymore, right? I mean, I mean, occasionally yeah. I want to smack my head against the keyboard, you know, <laughs> playing some matches, <laughs> right? But in terms of entertainment, I think the, the viewership is so much larger than people realize because all those barriers are gone. I know a lot of people enjoy yep. watching sports, but I mean, at the end of the day, imagine being able to play a game or watching football, and in an instant, they completely change the field and they change player stats, right? You say, okay, well, no, you just lost 20% of your speed, right? And be able to do that in an instant. Imagine how much more fun that would be. Watch people and watch players adapt. And I think that's something people keep continue to overlook. Another big announcement. Yeah, I agree. I mean, another big announcement that's been huge is the esports coming back to the X Games, which is amazing. Apex Legends just announced that they are partnering with ESPN. And the qualifiers for that will be taking place on June 29th, which is coming up this weekend. Super pumped. Not a huge Apex Legends fan, but I will be watching because it's a momentous occasion. In terms of becoming becoming a legitimate sport, what games do you think are really going to be on the rise? I think Overwatch has kind of seen its glory days kind of dwindle a little bit. What what games do you kind of foresee coming up out of the woodworks that are going to be more popular? And not necessarily game titles, but do you think it's going to be FPSs, real-time strategy games? What's your opinion on that? As far as I see, as far as the landscape and what type of video games, as far as the genre is going to go forward with the actual esports, I think it's mainly going to be about the company strategy as they bring up the game. I know the 
the behemoth in the room when people talk about esports is Blizzard Entertainment. Yeah. They have done an amazing job as far as when, as soon as they release the game, the game is already esports ready. It's already balanced for teams to just jump in and play. And not only do they do that, they actually sponsor their own tournaments whenever it comes into esports. That's just an so amazing I know we're point. Gonna, oh, yeah, no, I say that's that's an amazing point, and I, and I love the way you put it. It's it's esports ready, right? I think some of these games mm-hmm. weren't aren't really esports ready. You have these publisher releasing these games, and I think companies obviously like Riot, uh, Blizzard, Epic, obviously they're they're coming around to it. But it's going to be interesting to see how Microsoft and Amazon start to kind of come around to that. I, I'm really excited to see what Amazon does in the esports space. Obviously, they've had some major acquisitions. But in terms of actual game content, there hasn't been a lot. And based on other places they've been, they've been getting big into content. And I think that's definitely going to be a big piece of all that. In terms of business opportunities that come out from your business, and once you get up off the ground, what type of people are you looking to employ? Are you looking to employ coaches? Are you looking to employ HR specialists? What are what are you going to be looking for uh, for your first three or four hires? So I believe for the first three or four hires for Cage, we're probably going to reach out and say, based on our pilot run that we're going to do, essentially we're going to take at least four to eight people and see if we can take them. They're not even going to be on a team. See if we can take them and guide them on the path to at the end becoming not just a professional gamer, but become a entertainment, a streamer, a coach, a like whatever they want to be in the gaming arena and then get the sponsors and get the businesses involved on the back end. And that's where whenever we talk about our first hires, it might be, hey, um, we see that four of eight of these of these players got stuck with the team arc aspect. Okay, let's go out, let's let's reach out and let's hire a psychologist. Let's 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 ah, examine what's like going it. on and let's try to change their mentality. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Awesome. Well everyone, uh Devon, thank you so much. Once again, everyone, this is Devon Williams from Cage Academy. They are going to be launching in October. I think this is going to be awesome for you guys. I think it's going to be awesome for the industry. I cannot wait to see where this goes. Uh, Once again, thank you for your time today. Uh, As always, everyone, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast from. And be sure to visit us at businessandesports.com. This is Jordan signing off.